15 Tishrei, Tesvav Tishrei, Tzadik, his life, 15, 118. In the year 5567, 1807, the Rebbe traveled to Novorich, Ostrog, Zaslav, Dubno, and some other communities, and he also visited Brody. This journey took him about half a year, and there is no one who knows what he did on this journey. He did not accept any money from anyone on this journey, and in most of the places he visited, they did not know who he was at all. This was especially true in Brody, where he entered in great secrecy. It was during this journey that his wife passed away in Zaslav, where she had gone for medical treatment. We were there for the festival of Shavuot. After the death of his wife, during the summer, the Rebbe became engaged to be married again. It was then that he contracted tuberculosis. As soon as he started coughing, he predicted that this sickness would take his life. In the month of Elul, he married his second wife. 16. 119. Immediately after Rosh Hashanah 5568, 1807, the Rebbe traveled to Lemberg, where he stayed until the middle of the following summer. He returned home in time for Shabbat Torah reading Balak. He traveled to Lemberg by way of Volochysk. There he wanted to cross the border, but he could not cross, and he was delayed there for over two weeks. One night he had a dream that a large numbers of soldiers of the Russian Tsar were standing there, and opposite them were large numbers of soldiers of the Austro-Hungarian Emperor. The Tsar and the Emperor were there in person. The Rebbe asked one of the officials to permit him to cross. He replied, You? I certainly won't allow you to cross into our country. It would appear that he told him he was afraid the Rebbe would throw the country into confusion. The Rebbe then went and asked the Emperor personally. He replied, I am not afraid. I give him permission to cross over there. When the Rebbe woke up in the morning, he told the dream to the man who was with him, and said to him, I know that today I shall cross the border. As it turned out, the Rebbe did cross the border that day. There were other aspects to this dream, but they were mostly forgotten because they were not written down at Rabbi the Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, his praises, 21. The Rebbe fought another great battle to subdue his enjoyment for food. At first, he made no effort at all to control his appetite. When he began to work on it, he found the task most difficult. The subjugation of his sense of taste appeared to be so formidable that it seemed he could overcome every desire but this. No matter how much he tried to separate himself from worldly pleasures, it seemed that his appetite for food would remain. The power of this desire was so strong that it appeared impossible to control. But the Rebbe stood fast and overcame this instinct too, destroying his appetite for food completely. His great holiness when it came to eating was obvious and well known. It seemed as if he ate nothing at all, he actually reached the point where he had to compel himself to eat anything. He had to force himself with all his strength in order to partake of the barest minimum required to sustain life. The Rebbe said that when he first began, he would force himself to eat less than usual. When he became accustomed to this amount, he would again compel himself to eat less. When he realized that he was still deriving enjoyment from this reduced amount, he would subdue his appetite and eat still less. Again, he felt some pleasure, so he made his portions even smaller. 
He continued doing this until he had reduced the amount he ate to an absolute minimum. It is impossible to imagine how he even lived on such a small amount. The Rebbe realized that even this very small amount that he was eating gave him some pleasure. He girded himself and subdued even this small enjoyment. He continued in this manner until he literally did not derive any pleasure at all from eating. When he abandoned this desire, he reached a state of ultimate holiness, no longer deriving any pleasure whatsoever from the physical world. The Alphabet Book Faith A. 32 Through faith, one can come to trust in God. 33. Because of faith, God will forgive all your sins. 34. There are times when God sends a person suffering and punishment, but he does not weaken him. This is only in order to foster faith. 35. Swearing falsely causes a person to fall from faith. 36. A person without faith does not accept rebuke. 37. A person who does not believe in the words of the tzaddik will in the end have no benefit from them, even though he will see them coming true. 38. A person without faith certainly despises God's statutes. 39. Mashiach will come suddenly, and because of their joy, the Jews will fear. 40. When Mashiach comes, all the ministers on high and also those below in this world will be weakened. But now... Whenever there is an ascent by any minister, the Jews are weakened. Kitzur Lekutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 6. 5. One must be constantly involved in repentance, for even at the time that a person is saying, I have sinned, I have transgressed, I have done wrong, vidui confessional prayer, it is impossible for him to say it without some degree of falseness. Thus, a person must repent for his previous repentance, namely, on the I have sinned, I have transgressed, I have done wrong, which he said previously. 6. Even if a person knows that he has repented completely, nevertheless he needs to repent for his previous repentance. For originally, when he repented, he did so according to his then conception of God. Subsequently, after he has repented, he has undoubtedly attained a more perfect recognition and conception of God. According to the conception which he has now, his previous understanding was certainly crude by comparison. Thus, he must now repent for making crass God's exaltedness. Fortunate is he who merits this kind of repentance. 7. The true tzaddik engages in repentance all his life, for even when he knows that he has repented completely, he still repents for his previous conception of God which he now considers crude compared with his present conception of God's exaltedness. Thus, he continues all his life, going from one level of understanding to the next and repenting for his previous level of understanding. This is the idea of the world to come, which will be entirely Shabbat, entirely repentance. For the essence of the world to come is the conception of godliness that is experienced there, and each time that a person attains an additional level of understanding, he then repents for his previous level of understanding. Anyone who has a brain in his head can understand from this the greatness of the Creator and the greatness of the Tzaddikim. Happy are they, and happy are those who follow them. 8. A person who wishes to return to God must be extremely knowledgeable in Jewish law so that nothing in the world will throw him or distance him from his quest, 
regardless of whether he is spiritually rising or falling. No matter what happens to him, he will fortify himself and hold on. This way, he will fulfill the verse, If I ascend to heaven, there you are. If I go down to hell, you are here. Psalms 139.8 For even in the deepest hell, a person can draw himself close to God, since there too God is present, as in, If I go down to hell, you are here. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The King and the Emperor Meanwhile, there was an extraordinarily great merchant who had business dealings all over the world. He was very old and only had one son. One day his son said to him, You are very old. I am still young, and your agents do not pay any heed to me. When you die, I will not know what to do, and I will not have anything. Therefore, let me have a ship with merchandise, and I will sail the sea. This will give me a chance to gain experience in business. His father gave him a ship with merchandise, and he went from land to land. He sold his merchandise and bought other goods, and was very successful in his dealings. While at sea, he saw the trees where the emperor's daughter was staying. He and his men assumed that it was an inhabited area, and they wanted to go there. However, when they came close, they realized that there was nothing more than trees, so they decided to leave. Meanwhile, the young merchant looked into the sea. He saw the reflection of a tree, and on top of it, the appearance of a person. He thought that he might be seeing an illusion, so he told the other men who were with him. They looked, and also saw what seemed to be the reflection of a person in the tree. Restore my soul, Likutei Moharan. 31. There are many ways you can fall. Indeed, at times there are people who go into a truly appalling decline. They fall into the most squalid situations, what our sages speak of as the filthy places. Such people are racked by doubts and filled with bizarre and loathsome thoughts. They are beset by confusion. Their very hearts palpitate. This is because of the klipot that surround and contort the heart, throwing it into turbulence. It may seem to such people that they will never find God, but there is hope if only they will steel themselves to search for God and beg for His help. They must cry out, Where is the place of His glory? Indeed, the further you think you are from God, the more you must force yourself to hunt and search for Him. Where is the place of His glory? You must pine after His glory. You must howl for it. Strain yourself to scream and beg, Where is the place of His glory? Through this alone you will come to ascend to the very greatest heights. You will be worthy of rising to the level of where, where is the place of His glory? This is the level of the most exalted holiness. It is the essence of the return to God that you should search at all times and beg, where is the place of His glory? Then the fall itself is transformed into a great ascent. The whole purpose of the fall is revealed as being solely for the sake of the ascent, as all our sages have explained in our holy writings. Search into this idea and understand it well. It is very deep. Lakute Moharan 2, 12 Reb Letters, Year 1 Letter number 11 What can I say about the distress and bitterness of the world? The reports from those towns are impossible to convey in writing evil and bitterness that cut to the quick. 
Everyone is just overwhelmed by the suffering and no one knows what to do. And not a single one of us will adopt the craft of his ancestors and scream out to God. Because of our many sins, we are so overwhelmed, God forbid, that we cannot even cry out to him. May God in his great mercy have pity on us and send us wisdom and joy and bring us back to him in complete repentance. May we all soon see the coming of our Redeemer. Amen. May it be his will. With God's help, life and blessing, as I wish, true and awesome, prosper for him and his seed for generations. All these years I have never seen, I have not heard from you recently. I have thought about writing to you several times to tell, in a letter, a bit of what was in my heart. But it was to no avail because time was short. But my love for you is so great that I could no longer keep from writing this letter to ask you to let me know how you are doing from time to time. I sense that despite all your troubles, it is not all bad, God forbid, but that with all your suffering, in his amazing kindness and awesome ability to save, God has sent you some relief. When I was with you, I saw and understood this a little, and even now I hear it as well. I also hear reports which indicate that some salvation may be sprouting for you and that you may be planning to travel to Petersburg in the near future. May God soon give you success. Rebunusson's Letters, Year 2, Letter number 239, With God's Help, Thursday, Emor, the 21st day of the numbering of the children of Israel, 5597, Nemerov. Warm greetings, life, and blessing to my honored, dear, and beloved son, Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live. The special messenger arrived at my house just now as I was waking up, before I had opened the doors. I was shaken when he said that he had been specially and exclusively sent to me. I read your letter immediately, and I need not tell you how pained I am. I am extremely distressed, but I trust God that he will send quickly to your son, David Svi, may he live, a full recovery. It could be that he needs to perspire a good perspiration, by exerting himself in an act of holiness, which promotes healing, life, and joy. Then the verse will be fulfilled. This is the day that God has made. We will rejoice and be happy in it. Psalms 118.24 You know already not to agree to any kind of medical treatment, whether from doctor or layman. Do not listen to the cries of your wife and friends, and not even to the tzaddikit adul, may she live. Just accept this suffering, too, with love, that you must listen to their screaming, but do not heed them at all. Only if you are absolutely forced by their relentless insistence that you do something, you are familiar with this, should you agree to give him a simple enema or plain suppository. Salvation and healing will come from God. I hope to receive the good news from you soon, at least after this coming Shabbat, that he has recovered his strength with God's kindness. Now, my son, I have already spoken with you and written you very much about the tremendous amount of suffering that the wretched human being must endure all the days of his life in this world. It is expressed in the literature in these words. There is no moment without flaw, no hour without evil, no day, no week, no month, no year, as it is written in the Shalah. We believe that everything is for the good, though, because the force of good is greater. 
A person must be very careful to practice what the sages said. A person should be accustomed to say everything the merciful one does, he does for the best. Barachot 60a And we must be especially careful about what is written in the Rebbe's holy books, that a person must know that everything that happens to him is for his good. Lukuti Moharan 1, Lessons 4, 21 and 250 Having this attitude is a taste of the world to come. And through precisely this, a person can call up his inner strength and pray about everything. A person has to say before God, Master of the universe, your intention is certainly good and compassionate, but we do not have the strength to receive compassion such as this. We need you to turn over the compassion to us and give us what we consider compassion. As the Rebbe wrote on the verse, May the Almighty give you compassion. Lakuti Moharan 2, 62. You have already seen from your own life, from our comrades, and from the entire world, that incalculable suffering, poverty, and worries of all kinds overtake a person practically every day. This is how it has always been, as I showed you above from the books of our forebearers who wrote, There is no moment without flaw, no hour without evil, etc. Man was born to suffer. You wrote about yourself that you are young in days, and sated with sorrow and suffering. Well, it is also said about the entire human race, as it is written, Man born of woman is short-lived and full of sorrow. Job 14.1 Our father Jacob, may he rest in peace, also said, The days of my life have been few and bitter. Min HaKohanim, Yedaiah, Yehoyariv, Yachin, Azariah ben Chilkiah ben Meshulam ben Sadok ben Merayot ben Achituv, Adaya ben Yerocham ben Pashchur ben Malkiah, Maasai ben Adiel ben Yachzera ben Meshulam ben Meshilemit ben Imer, Shemaya ben Chashuv ben Azrikam ben Chashavia, Vak Bakar, Cheresh, Galal, Matanya ben Micha ben Zichri ben Asaf, Ovadia ben Shemaya ben Galal ben Yudutun, Verechia ben Asa ben Elkana, Shalom, Akuv, Talmon, Achiman, Achihem Shalom Harosh, Shalom ben Korei ben Evyasaf ben Korach, Zechariah ben Mishalemia Shoer, Matitya, Prayers 1. Prayer number 9. Hashem our God, and God of our fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, who chooses the prayers of his servants, Take pity on me and on all your people Israel. Loving God, help us offer all our prayers and supplications sincerely, with all our hearts. Teach us what we should say. Help us understand what we should ask for. Truth. Help me say my prayers with complete honesty and truthfulness, so that the light of truth will shine upon me, and I will be able to emerge from the thick darkness and the strange thoughts, the husks, that constantly confront me on all sides. Especially when I am praying, I feel surrounded on every side and in every corner. The attacks come in all kinds of different ways. There are endless distractions. Sometimes things are so bad that I cannot open my mouth to pray at all, and I find it impossible to say a single word of my prayers properly because of the darkness, the alien thoughts, the distractions, the obstacles, and the barriers surrounding me on all sides. My only hope of finding a way to escape is by talking to you truthfully and honestly. 
Through the teachings of your holy sages, you have let us know that if we speak to you truthfully, you will shine upon us even in the thickest darkness and gloom and help us come out of the darkness into a brilliant light because you love the truth and you are close to all who call to you in truth. I have therefore come before you, Hashem, my God, to plead and prostrate myself before you and stretch out my hands to you. Arouse your true love for me. I feel so low. I need your help so much. Shine upon me with the light of truth so that I will be able to say the words of my prayers truthfully and sincerely. Help me bring every single word of each service out of my mouth in pure, clear truthfulness and honesty so that the light of truth will shine upon me and help me find the openings in the terrible darkness that is constantly threatening to envelop me and hide your great light from me, God forbid. I know that I have sinned, transgressed, and rebelled against you from my earliest days until today. Again and again, I have made the worst mistakes. I cannot count how many times. With each new sin, I have added yet more darkness, more barriers, more screens, more obstacles, more confusion. I have come into the worst depths of darkness and gloom. All the exits from the darkness into the light have been thrown into gloom. They are invisible to my eyes. I am sinking in the deep mire. There is no way to stand. I have come into the depths of the waters. The current has swept me away. Yet in spite of all this, I have come before you, Hashem, my God and God of my fathers. Have mercy. Have pity and save me. Just as you had the mercy and compassion to reveal this holy teaching, so now, Hashem, have compassion on me and help me follow it. Help me say the words of my prayers and supplications with complete honesty and sincerity. Don't let gloom and darkness stop me from praying and serving you. No matter how thick my darkness, especially when I pray, let me always be able to find the exits out of the darkness into the light by saying the words truthfully. For you will light my lamp. Hashem, my God, will illumine my darkness. Fulfill the verse in the Psalms, Hashem is my light and my help. Who should I be afraid of? Hashem is my, the strength of my life. Who should I fear? Hashem, you know that I have no other way to escape unless you help me speak to you truthfully and honestly in the proper way. Help me to go on the path of truth at all times. Let me never allow a false word out of my mouth. Let me never say a false word, even by mistake or unintentionally. Let me always tell the truth. Bind my heart to you so that I will always be able to direct my mind and my thoughts to the absolute truth. And you help me from heaven to walk the path of truth at all times. Let me not stray from the path of truth in any way, not to the right or the left. Direct me in your truth and teach me that you are the God of my salvation. In you I have hoped all the day. Send your light and your truth. They will guide me and bring me to your mountain of holiness and to your sanctuary. Do not take the truth away from my lips in any way, because I have put my hope in your judgments. Let me always pour out my thoughts and prayers and supplications to you with perfect sincerity. Help me express everything I need to say to you honestly at all times. Let me tell you everything I have in my mind and on my heart. Hashem, my God and God of my fathers, you know my heart. My needs are very many, but I lack the patience to explain everything in detail. 
Even if all the seas were ink and all the reeds were pens, it would be impossible to explain even a tiny fraction of my needs. As yet, I have not even started to try to overcome even a single one of my bad traits and desires. I am so totally far away from you. Yet every time I come to express myself to you, my mouth closes up, and I find it impossible to say even a single word to you properly. Hashem, you know my heart. To you all secrets are revealed. Be kind to me and answer me. Put it into my heart to be able to speak to you truthfully, so that your great light, which is the truth, will be opened up to me, helping me express everything I need to tell you, and offer you my prayers properly, with true sincerity, at all times. Then I'll be able to tell you about everything I need, both physically and spiritually. I will be able to put everything into words and pour out my heart like water in prayer and supplication before you. Your love for me will be aroused. You will listen to my cries and hear my supplications and lovingly fulfill all the requests of my heart for good. This way I will be able to come truly close to you from now on and forever and do your will every day of my life, together with my children and children's children and those of all your people, the house of Israel. Help me pray with full attention and with all my energy and strength. Let me put all my energy into the letters of the words so that my strength will be renewed and I will draw new holy vitality from the prayers. Since prayer is the source of all vitality, prayer to the God of my life, help me come to perfect faith.